and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Target Group Limited and Commissioners for HMRC. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 35. And this case that we are looking at this week is all to do with value-added tax, or VAT for short. Many of you may already know that this is a tax that is paid on all services supplied by a taxable person. This tax has been historically governed by EU law, and our focus today will be on the principal VAT directive from 2006. This directive actually exempts specified supplies from VAT, as per Article 135 1D. In particular, there is a financial services exemption that applies to, quote, transactions concerning payments, transfers, debts, but excluding debt collection, end quote. And that is what we will be digging into in this episode. Shawbrook Bank provide mortgages and loans, and the appellants in this case target administer these loans, including through the operation of individual loan accounts, as well as by instigating and processing payments that are due from borrowers. The question was whether this activity was the sort of thing that fell into the financial services exemption. At the first tier tribunal, it was held that while Target's work did include payments or transfers, they were predominantly concerned with debt collection, and so the exemption did not apply. The upper tribunal agreed, and also held that Target's inputting of accounting entries in the loan account did not fall within the exemption, as it did not affect anyone's legal and financial position. The Court of Appeal also sided with HMRC, and so Target appealed again to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. Target's argument can be summarised under two main headings. Firstly, it was argued that by giving instructions which automatically and inevitably resulted in payment from the customer, their activity should be considered a financial service. And secondly, inputting entries into the loan accounts of borrowers with Shawbrook also qualified it for the exemption. The justices began with that first argument and dove into the case law from the Court of Justice of the European Union. In one of the earlier cases in this area, Spara Cassanes and Scattered Ministeriet from 1997, it was decided that the question must be viewed broadly and as a whole, but ultimately to be a financial service the activity must have the effect of transferring funds and changing the legal and financial position of the relevant parties. This still left open the question about whether courts should adopt a narrow interpretation such that the activity itself directly has that effect, or if a broader interpretation was acceptable, such that the activity only had to cause that effect. In the year 2000, the Court of Appeal held that the broader interpretation was the correct one in the case of Customs and Excise Commissioners and FDR Limited. Target relied on that authority, alongside later cases from the Court of Justice, that appeared to affirm the wider interpretation. However, the Supreme Court examined the line of cases deriving from Sparacassines and concluded that it is, in fact, the narrow interpretation that is correct. 
In coming to that conclusion, they looked at cases like Book It 2 from 2016, NEC and Revenue and Customs, also from 2016, and HMRC and DPAS from 2018. Furthermore, the narrow interpretation aligns with the general rationale behind the exemption, which is that there are difficulties in determining the costs of financial services, and therefore how much they should be taxed. If it is exempting services that themselves affect the legal and financial status of parties, then that is something that should be interpreted strictly, and merely giving instructions should not be included in that definition. In other words, a party must be involved in materialising the change in order for the exemption to apply. As such, the Court of Appeal decision in FDR was wrong, and the justices took this opportunity to formally overrule that earlier authority. The second argument, that Target inputted entries into customers' loan accounts, also fell flat. They had argued that they were debiting and crediting the accounts of borrowers, and were therefore affecting the financial and legal situation of customers. However, in the first tier tribunal, it was found that the entries were only expected payments, which were assumed to be made. That alone does not affect the legal or financial position of anyone, and the account was really just a glorified ledger, not something that actualised any sort of transaction. Target's appeal was therefore dismissed. This decision will likely end up affecting a number of businesses who may have felt that they were exempt from VAT, but are not anymore as a result of this decision. Despite that, I do think that this is the correct judgement from the Supreme Court, and offers some much-needed clarity on the subject. Before this point, what counted as a financial service was up in the air, and while this was not something that was greatly taken advantage of, it still allowed for some taxpayers to claim an exemption when they probably should not have done so. Now the definition is not only much clearer, but the exemption is limited to those who are actually causing a change in the financial and legal position of others. This seems much more closely aligned with the original intent. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then do check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!